NPR. It should be obvious. Recessions, bad. Economic booms, good. But if you look at people's physical health during booms and busts, like whether they're more likely to die or not, you might reevaluate that assumption. Chris Froome is a health economist who's spent a good part of his career looking into this very question. And let me first add, I mean, that intuition is so strong that even when results don't necessarily fit it, people don't always believe them because it's just so counterintuitive. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. Today on the show, the economics of death. What kinds of death goes up when the economy is doing well? And when are we actually healthier? It's all coming up after the break. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Your employees are more than your coworkers. They're the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers modern group benefits designed to protect employees and their families with dental, vision, life, and disability coverage. Humana knows every employee and every business is unique. That's why they listen to your needs and build plans with you and your team in mind. That's the power of human care. Chris Room, you are a professor of public policy and economics at the University of Virginia. And one of your ongoing areas of research has been around death, specifically around how deaths change with the economy. So tell me how you got into this somewhat morbid discipline. Yeah, you know, I seem to work on a lot of morbid topics, unfortunately. (laughs) But the way I got into this, this was several decades ago. And there was a literature out there that was kind of broadening the lens to say, okay, what happens when the economy gets worse? And at least the well-known research of the time was finding that when the economy got worse, people's health got worse, they were more likely to die and so forth. And so when I got into this originally, my goal was just to use some little bit more modern techniques, that sort of thing. And I started getting these results that were not consistent at all with what I had read was the case. So you saw some deaths going down when there was like a recession or something. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, my initial reaction was, I must have made some mistake. You know, it's really easy. You you collect data, you you somehow mess it up. And I couldn't make the result go away. It held up. And so at a certain point, it's like, you know, this seems to be real. So then I started to write papers on this result. And since then, you know, a lot of other people have replicated these results in other countries and other time periods and so forth. So you're using more sophisticated statistical techniques to isolate how the economy affects death rates. And so based on the latest research, what is the headline finding? So do deaths go down or do they go up when the economy is doing well, for example? So when the economy is doing well, deaths overall go up. Um, Not necessarily all kinds of deaths, but but overall deaths go up. That is not what I imagine the average person on the street is going to answer with. 
No. It's, and not only is it not what the average person on the street would answer, it's not what the average economist would answer either. So, of course, the mirror image of a boom is a bust. And given all this chatter about possible recession, it seems like improved health could be some kind of strange bright spot in a downturn. So let's break down some of the specific categories. So if there were to be a recession, times would be bad economically. And so what is a type of mortality that would actually go down in a recession? So the strongest result we get, which is consistent in virtually every study I've seen, is that traffic fatalities go down, and they go down by a lot in percentage terms. When times are bad, people drive less. Driving is actually a risky activity in terms of you could get into crashes and, and die. That is the, the strongest response, completely consistent across every study that, that I know of. But there are other categories, too. For example, deaths from cardiovascular disease, fall. Right. Heart attacks, strokes, things like that. Exactly. Exactly. So why would cardiovascular diseases go down in a recession? I mean, that sounds like a very stressful time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a great question. And I want to be honest that the mechanisms for all these effects, we have some reasonable notions, but we don't fully know the answers. So let me mention a couple of things, though, that probably play a role. When times are bad, pollution levels fall, and pollution is tied to to cardiovascular deaths. But also, yeah, recessions are stressful. Turns out, though, working is also stressful. And so... I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and also remember that typically even when there's a downturn, there's some people who lose jobs. There's more people whose work hours get cut back. And if you're not working as many hours, in many cases, you know, if you're working 40 hours a week rather than 45 hours a week, you have time to do things that protect your health. People, you know, probably exercise more. They probably eat better. And they, and they may just feel less, you know, stressed in life because they're not trying to fit everything in. And so those can translate into changes in health and even in death. More time to go to the doctor about that mysterious pain you've been feeling. More time to go to the doctor for sure. And also, though, maybe ways to, you know, avoid some of that pain. So I, I don't know how you are. I know at times when I've been really busy, I don't live as healthy. Sure. I mean, you're going to go to the local fast food place to get some calories, you know, wolf it down to just finish your work. Exactly. And I don't have time to exercise and all of that. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so car crashes and cardiovascular disease, I I can understand that so far. Uh, Any other kind of causes of death that uh, actually go down in a recession? Well, there's actually a wide variety. Most of the major sources of mortality fall. Uh, Certainly, if we look at things like deaths from, say, liver disease or those kinds of things, they're going to fall. There are some exceptions, though. So are there some other categories that are actually more in line with perhaps the intuitive response where, you know, when in a recession, these types of deaths actually increase. Yeah, there are. And let me first say, there are also some that don't seem to respond very much. For example, cancer deaths don't seem to be very affected. And that probably makes sense again, because, you know, cancer, it's it's such a long gestation that, you know, these short-term changes probably don't have a major effect. But yeah, but then there, but then there are the exceptions. Generally, uh, when times are bad, 
suicides increase. Uh, more recently, when we're talking about, you know, most people know about the major drug poisoning crisis that we have from opioids and other drugs. Yeah. Uh, those kinds of drug deaths also increase in bad times. One of the things I will say as a shorthand, in good times, people are happier but not healthier. Or you, you can turn that around. In bad times, people are healthier but not happier. And so, you know, none of this is claiming that that recessions or economic contractions are a good thing overall, right? I mean, there's lots of bad things associated with them. But it turns out this particular one is not what most people expect. And you're saying on aggregate, when you, when, you, when you bunch them all together, deaths actually fall during a recession. That's right. That's right. So does this mean we're working too hard as a society? It might. <laughs> um, you know, I, What's your personal view? Like, it screams that people are literally working themselves to death in some cases. Yeah, I, th- I think what it says is in many cases we over-prioritize work or for those of us who sort of have the privilege to, you know, have more choices. There, there's a whole other set of people who, you know, are having to work two jobs at irregular hours to, to make ends meet. And that's bad for their health, you know. So if they had better alternatives, they, they, they would probably do better in lots of ways, including being healthier. What are some major changes you have noticed recently versus, say, 20 years ago? Yeah, so, so overall, the effects that we've been talking about have gotten somewhat mitigated in the U.S. So it's still true that when the economy declines, overall death rates fall, but probably not as much as they used to. And again, the, you know, the, the opioid crisis is probably an important reason for that. And have you uh, changed any of your own behaviors based on your research? <laughs> I've been trying. <laughs> uh, I, I, am, I am working at it. Uh, it's it's a, definitely a work in progress, though. Very good. Well, Chris Room, thank you so much for speaking with me for The Indicator. Thank you. This episode was produced by Cooper Katz-McKim and engineered by Megan Luther. It was fact-checked by Sarah Juarez. Kick and Cannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, hosts Lizanne Saunders, Schwab's chief investment strategist, and Kathy Jones, Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, along with their guests, analyze economic developments and bring context to conversations around stocks, fixed income, the economy, and more. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts.